0: Praise the Lord is indeed a great day to be alive. This is Ian Kutiyan coming to you. We're live at this time. Praise the wonderful name of Jesus. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, I trust you, Lord, and believe you, Lord, Father, that I will speak as your own divine oracle and bring a word in season to your people. Bring deliverance to the captives, healing to whosoever needs healing right now. And I rebuke fear, confusion, anxiety, for you've not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And thank you, Lord, for glorifying your word, glorifying your name in our lives, in the lives of the hearers right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you once again for letting me come into your space, and I do crave your indulgence. Kindly help us in uh, spreading the word, sharing these messages, and keep those testimonies coming. Really, really appreciate that. And uh, don't forget, we've got our website. You can go there, and we've got uh, good information there to bless you. And I think we do have a gift there to give, uh, uh, to give people, uh, www.faithimpactmeans.org, www.faithimpactmeans.org. And uh, so let's hear from you. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, let me begin today. Uh, I'm going to be uh, looking to round up our series on Stare Up. Stare Up. And uh, 2 Timothy 1.6. It says, Therefore remind, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Also, along with that, I want to read Ephesians 6, 18. Ephesians 6, 18. Right here, it says, praying always. See, the Word of God encourages us to pray always. Well, of course, there are different types of prayers for different situations, but generally, you, in any situation, you're probably going to need more than one kind of prayer. Of course, it's the prayer of faith, prayer of intercession, prayer of praise and thanksgiving, prayer of casting our cares, consecration, and all that. But I want to talk in this aspect of living in that flow of the Spirit, praying, praying by the Holy Ghost. So he says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all sins. And then he goes on to say in verse 19, And for me, do you realize You should be praying for ministers, your minister, your pastor. Yes, ministers generally. Paul is saying here, pray for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Open my mouth boldly. Now, I want to come to something here. We had looked at earlier on, and I want to crystallize here. Jesus, you know, he had a prayer life. Even though he was anointed with all the Holy Ghost, had the limitless supply of the Spirit, he still prayed. Right here in Mark chapter 1, and Jesus has just had a very successful meeting. Right here in verse 35, he says, In the morning, having risen a long while before daylight. Yeah, that means he got up early before everybody got up. People were needing him to minister to them. So the master would get up long before daylight, told he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. He went out to a solitary place, a quiet place, a place where he could commune and be alone and prayed. And then going further here, looking further at the, at the master's uh, 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 attitude and the way he prayed, right here in uh, Luke chapter 5, Follow me here, Luke chapter 5. Listen to here, once again, verse 15. However, the report went around concerning him. All the more great multitudes came together to hear him and to be healed by him of their infirmities. So Jesus had successful meetings. And then right here in verse 16, so he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. He often will withdraw into the wilderness and would pray right here in Luke six see it was something he did often well if the master who had a limitless supply of the spirit had to pray often and took time to be alone in prayer well how much more you and i need to do that see our flesh will fight us with sleep with different excuses yeah we should get sleep and all of that but listen there are times as our flesh wants to get more than more than enough sleep once you just keep on sleeping and you know loafing around and being lazy we've got to set limits for the flesh yes like i said sleeping is necessary but we don't just want to sleep all day long most of the time verse 12 here in luke 6 it says here luke 6 says now it came to pass in those days that he, referring to the master, went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Continued all night in prayer to God. That's what he did. And something here that follows. And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself. And from then he chose 12 whom he also named apostles. Yes, it had, you know, so many disciples and all that. Now he was going to choose the inner circle. But before doing that, he did that after praying. In other words, you and I can, before making major decisions, it should be after a time of prayer. If the master had to do it, we have no excuse not to do it. In fact, I I believe in, uh, uh, you see right there in uh, Matthew 17, Mark 9, Jesus Even took three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, went to the mountain to pray. Showing these people, he taught by, not just by precept, but by example. He took them up to pray. And it was kind of interesting, as you see, Matthew 6 there. They saw Jesus do all kinds of signs and wonders, healing and preach. But we don't find anywhere where the disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to preach or teach us to do miracles. But they said, Lord, teach us to pray. It sounded that they could connect the happenings in his ministry to his prayer life. And I bet you the same should happen for us. You know, one of the things praying effectively like this and doing it consistently over a period of time is that when we're in the presence of God, there is an exchange that takes place. The Bible says, you know, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You know, the word renew there is the word exchange. There's an exchange that takes place. His supernatural ability, his nature, begins to rub off on us. While the things of the flesh and some of those things begin to fall off from us. Hallelujah. There's an exchange. We give him his, we give him our imperfections and you know, frailties. And he blesses us with the supernatural things that he's got for us. Hallelujah. So the master will pray regularly. In fact, in John 6... You know, after having once again a successful meeting, they were about to take him to go crown him as king. The Bible says he departed from them to a mountain place. When we link it up with what we have in Mark and even the other gospel accounts, he went over there to pray. Hallelujah. Isn't that powerful? In fact, we hear, for example, someone like Paul. Paul made the statement and said, My little children, of whom I traveled in birth, Again, until Christ be formed in you. What's he saying? For you to be born spiritually, to be born again. He's talking about the church, the Gal- these churches in Galatia that he took travail. You know, ministries are birth in an atmosphere of prayer. Same thing will have to happen for you and I. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. And then he says, again, I'm praying, Galatians 4.19 until Christ performed in you. I know and I believe that that there's some people, you take them the word of God, they'll be born again. They will be. But there are some others who are so bound in darkness and the, uh, and the bondage of the enemy on her, under a heavy yoke, somebody will have to intercede for them to be born again. And the Spirit is looking for people he can use in such a ministry. Hallelujah. Paul, for instance, like we said, it was his lifestyle to pray. You hear him saying again and again, I cease not to pray for you, making requests for you. In fact, he said in one place, I pray in tongues more than all of you. Isn't that something? This is Paul. He said, I pray, I pray, no, I speak speaking tongues. And the point is, that speaking in tongues, the bulk of it, was in his private life because he said in the church I'll rather speak in you know, five words so you folks can understand me when it's in the public ministry setting. But however privately he did so much of praying in the spirit. Now here in Colossians 4 verse 2, listen here it says continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Paul is writing here it says continue earnest in prayer. You know Jesus said in uh, Luke 18.1, men ought always to pray and not to cave in or give in. And a long transition says, men ought always to pray and not to give up or quit. We should never come to a place where we give up praying or lose confidence in praying. And so it says, continue earnestly in prayer. So if you're continuing, it's something we're doing on a regular and consistent basis. Being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God will open to us a door for the world to speak the mystery of Christ, for which also I am in chains. What's he talking about? See, it's in continue, but also God wants the true gospel to go for. For example, I know in my country, there's so much of praying, praying, praying. But a bulk of all of that praying are selfish prayers. Prayer for God, give me a job, do this for me, the enemies are after me, you know, I need help, I destroy my enemies and kill all that. That's not the way, that's not New Testament prayer at all. That isn't. I know many in, uh, in Nigeria and Africa pray like that. But listen, God, you know, when we do what the Bible tells us to pray, it says, first of all, to pray for leaders, so we should make that first of all. Pray for leaders and those in authority. And we also found out, pray for the ministry. Pray for the work of God. Do you know, when the work of God goes forth, praying for the leaders and all of that, a lot of the needs people are praying about in my country like Nigeria and other places like that, most of those needs will be met. Most of, in fact, a lot of the needs people are praying about are things that have to do with problems, with the government, you know, with, with the country generally, and even with the ministry, big time. People have not been taught right. Praise the Lord, and we're seeing here saying, "For pray that utterance will have opportunities to be able to bring forth a word, so people can be blessed." Hallelujah! Right here in verse twelve of of Colossians uh, four, it says, "The prophetus is one of you, a bond servant of Christ." greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Now, Paul, in Romans 15, Romans 15, right here, verse 30, listen to what Paul says here. He's praying for the believers. Verse 30, Now I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in prayers. So prayer We can strive in prayer. It requires effort internally to God for me that I may be delivered from those in Judea. Paul had such a burden for his fellow Jewish brethren. For believers in Judea Judea, who do not believe and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints. That I may come to you with joy by the will of God and may be refreshed together with you. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, this is, prayer. the church was born in, a, in an atmosphere of prayer. We see prayer take a main place as well with the early church. For instance, when we come here to uh, uh, um, Acts 12, James, right there, James, the son of Zebedee, had been killed, and Herod had proceeded to lay hold on Peter. You know, I hope you realize that the church didn't just fold their hands and say, Well, whatever case there is, what will be, we've tried. You know, Stephen had been killed. Now, James has also been killed. Now, Peter is next. Who is doing this? The enemy. It's not God. And, of course, Jesus already told Peter. You are going to, uh, you know, preach this gospel to where somebody's going to lead you to where you would not go ordinarily. But listen to here as we see here, and because it so it pleased the Jews, see the brethren didn't say, well, Peter has been told such and such is going to happen. There are times the Lord gives a word, but just because in some cases when it involves a multitude of people, we don't just sit back and say, well, the word has been given. We have to seek God. bring it through. For example, Daniel was in captivity in Babylon and the Lord had said, oh, this thing was going to be lasting for 70 years and it did not seem like it was coming to an end. He began to seek God, especially when it's not just about ourselves. When we have a word like that, we back it up with prayer. Listen here. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. And it was during the days of unleavened bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quarters of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people at Passover. was going to kill him. Peter was therefore kept in prison, for, in prison. But constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Well, where did the church get this pattern of praying like this? Where well, the master had taught them how to pray like that. The master had shown them. This is the way you take territory. And dear brethren, we've got territory to take. Oh, we've got so much territory to take. Right here in James, chapter 5. James. Listen here. This is James now, the Lord's brother. And look at what he says here. Is any, any among you suffering? Let him pray. Do your praying. Anyone cheerful? Let him sing Psalms. Well, psalms can come from in the Spirit, even when you're praying. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him. Anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. Once again, about prayer. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another. Pray one for Pray for one another that you may be healed. Listen now, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I like the way the Amplifier puts it. It says, the factual, heartfelt prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Think about it. Makes tremendous power available. Here's a secret here. You know, I, I, we, we can be skillful in our prayer. I've heard of ministries whereby they're praying for somebody who's been bound. You know, Jesus said to the disciples after Lazarus was raised from the dead, lose him and let him go. That's our job, to lose people who've been bound. Maybe with addiction, whatever it is. You know, one thing, one of the ways we can bring them deliverance right there is that we can have them with us and we pray in the Holy Ghost. It might take some time. It can take hours. But you know what? When you pray like that, even for hours, you get to make tremendous power available. When the power is available, you can break that satanic bondage over them. Get them to exercise faith. We can be skillful in these things to be more effective. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Dear brethren, it's time to stir ourselves up. stir up, dear brethren. There's more in the program of God that should be happening now that is waiting to burst forth. We've got to bring it on the scene. Are you hungry, dear friend? Are you are you submitting yourself to be used this way? I encourage you, step forward. Make that plan. Say to God, let's make a commitment right now to God. Let's hear your commitment to God. Say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I'm one of those you can count on, to be consistent in prayer. Yeah, you can choose maybe once a week, have a period of extended prayer. Yes, you've got your children to pray for, you've got your family, you've got your affairs, business and all that, but also for the work of God. The move of God for such a time like this. For the ministry in the world that we're living in right now, we're living in momentous times. And God is about to bust for things to change the course of history. A move of God is imminent. A tremendous move of the word and the workings of the Spirit. Diverse manifestations of the Holy Ghost like never before. Are you going to be a part of it? Come on. Get involved, dear friend. In the name of Jesus. I look forward to you. Yeah, you can, you can commit one hour a day. Two. Or whatever. And have a day of extended praying. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. Till next time. It's a great day to be alive. Love you, dear one.